on today's episode of Retiree Healthcare Made Clear. Everyone settle down, get in your seats. We're going back to school. No gum, no spitballs, everyone, pencils ready. It's that time of the year when we review the ABCDs of Medicare. All right, class, we have a special guest today. Mariah Miller is here to talk to us about Medicare. All right, Mariah, welcome to the podcast. We are so, um, we're really lucky to have you here. So um, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and what you do at Mercer. Yes. Hello. My name is Mariah Miller. I've been with Mercer for a little over two years now. Um, I work in the individual retiree department as a benefits counselor. Uh, We primarily work with a Medicare age eligible retirees, um, which today I'm really going to focus on individuals who are Medicare eligible and already retired, soon to retire or possibly considering retirement in the near future. So some of today's content won't be applicable to individuals who are Medicare eligible and actively working or even covered under a spouse employer's coverage. And those people that have some additional things to keep in mind, like stopping an HSA contribution at least six months before they enroll in Part A. This is a topic that um, I know is so important for, um, you know, those who are 65 and older, caregivers, Uh Um, parents, you know, the, the, the kids of these, uh, retirees, we could probably dedicate a whole week to this topic, but, um, we're going to try to make the the best of our time and just, just jump into this. Um, Chris kick us off with, uh, with, with a, with a great question for Mariah and let's get this conversation started. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mariah, thank you so much for, for joining, uh, the show. Um, you know, I, I I'm going to start with a, just a simple question. Sort of, how did you get into this? Like, what you know, what got you into this whole Medicare world? Um, where'd it start? Do you like it? I do like it a lot, honestly. I never really thought about getting into this kind of field, but you know, I have someone else that works here that's actually a friend that you know decided, hey, this is something that you might be interested in, and I like helping you know the older population um, learning about insurance, specifically Medicare, because Medicare can be very very complicated, um, so it's kind of a challenge. But I have a lot of people around me that you know are getting ready to sign up for Medicare or on Medicare. Um, so I kind of wanted to learn a little bit more about it and get into that type of field. And ever since then, I've enjoyed it a lot. You know, when you go to, you know, uh, family get togethers, um, oh, yes. do, you, do, you all, do your older relatives, or do they crowd around you looking for advice or assistance? <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. I'm usually the one that brings up <laughs> the stuff. So because my my father's actually going to be aging in here pretty soon and you know, my mom's like, why are we talking about this? He's not even aged in yet. So <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm just trying to prepare. So, <laughs> but usually not a lot of people bring it up. I'm the one that brings it up because, you know, you see all those, those Medicare uh, commercials, you hear it on the radio. I'm just very dedicated to my job and, you know, letting people have information about Medicare. Cause like I said, it's, it's complicated to understand when you get to that age. So I love, I love that, Mariah. And I think that that is a theme that unfortunately resonates, right? That it's complicated. Yeah. It's complicated and 
you're dealing with these individuals who um, may not just just may not be as savvy as mm-hmm. they should be or want to be with re- respect to this topic. So I love the fact that you're passionate about it and you're kind of like priming the pump, if you will, like, yeah. hey, don't forget, <laughs> like, it's important. And that brings us to like, you know, well, what the heck? If I'm going to be 65 soon, soonish, I don't know what 64 and a half, 64 and three quarters. Right. I don't know. Like, right? Like, what do I do? When do I do it? So yep. can you start walking us through kind of that like when should one start thinking about Medicare? What like when do they when do they sign up? How do they how do they make it happen? Kind of a thing. Yeah. So with that, um, obviously to think about it is when obviously you're 64, but usually the timeline is a seven month period um, where you sign up for part A and or part B. Um, So that would be like three months before the month of your birthday or even three months after um, your Medicare eligible. Um, So usually let's say it's almost August, right? So usually I advise people to specifically look into getting and signing up with social security for their part A and B around mm, May, just so they get a step on it. Because personally, you know, social security, especially around this time of the year, they're in their general enrollment period. So people that haven't signed up for part B, they're a little bit busier. So usually I just advise, you know, let's try and get you signed up so that, you know, you're not, you know, losing any coverage or having gaps of coverage. Um, that's the very first step is trying to sign up for Part A and B with Social Security. A lot of people ask, you know, why don't you go through Medicare? <laughs> because usually Medicare provides your coverage, but Social Security is the one that determines your eligibility. And on that, you know, on that note, um, you know, what can you explain the difference between Medicare parts A, B, C, and D? I think that 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 alone yeah. gets a lot of um, individuals and retirees confused. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So part A is the hospital insurance um, and part B is medical insurance. So those two make up original Medicare. Part A and B is known as original Medicare. So with part A, it's usually like inpatient hospital coverage. Part B is usually outpatient, like, you know, doctor's office visits, all that kind of stuff. Now, since that's the basic, you know, there's obviously other coverage that you might need to fill. So part C is also known as Medicare Advantage. It just offers an alternative way to receive your Medicare benefits. Um, Usually it's known as for like a private private insurance plan. So what I try to explain to my retirees, because personally, you know, obviously you've heard of Medicare supplement. There's not a part to it, right? There's not a part C, part D, anything like that. But I kind of tell people, you know, Medicare Advantage part C takes advantage of your part A and B. And then Medicare supplement, also known as Medigap, covers the gap that original Medicare does not cover. And so it really just depends on which way they want to go. So for Part C, Medicare Advantage, you know, there's also known as Medicare Advantage prescription drug plan, which is primarily what a lot of people, you know, go into just because it has that prescription drug coverage, right? But there's people that decide they want to go the route to a Medicare supplement 
and they still need drug coverage. So that's where Part D comes in. Um, Part D is a standalone prescription drug coverage. So usually you can't get a Part C and a Part D. It's either a Part C, a Medigap with a Part D. So that's kind of what the the difference is a little bit. So you are explaining this so clearly. And, you know, I hope that that our listeners are taking, you know, some notes and such, but you're mentioning some things that maybe I'm thinking, all right, I want to know a little bit more. So can mm-hmm. you help me understand and help our listeners understand what the differences are, like the key differences between like a med um, Medicare supplement or med sup as you, as the kids call right. it, right. And, um, Medicare advantage, like what are, am I looking at one or the other? Can I get both? Do I need both? Is it help me out there a little bit, Mariah? Yeah. So definitely cannot have both. That is illegal. <laughs> so usually Medicare advantage, um, again, as we know, it's known as part C it's kind of like an all in one, Um, So you get medical coverage as well as prescription drug coverage. And a lot of times with Medicare Advantage plans, you can get offered additional benefits. So like dental, vision, hearing, all that kind of stuff. Now, when it comes to Medigap policies, usually this is where people, you know, a lot of people don't like networks, right? We don't like being stuck to always one area, like one provider. So usually Medigap plans, they're, we call them open, open network. So if your doctor accepts original Medicare, it should be covered under a Medigap plan. Uh, Medicare Advantage has, you know, an HMO, which is known for only in-network only, only specific plans might only take your doctors, not always. Um, There's PPOs as well, which is in and out of network coverage. Um, It really just depends. You know, some people, it's all about the finance too. So, you know, Medigap doesn't cover dental vision or anything. You'll have to get separate. So that's where, you know, Medicare Advantage, some people like that all in one where you can get all the benefits rather than, you know, separate. What we hear a lot, you know, is on Medicare Part D, it's difficult. It's complicated. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, how do you help uh, individuals figure out Medicare Part D and finding the right coverage? So obviously everyone, you know, is different. Some people, you know, don't even have medication. Some people have a couple and some people have a long list. Um, the one thing that I want to definitely know is you need to, if you're, especially if you're in a supplement plan, you need to get Part D coverage because if you don't have prescription drug coverage, whether that's through a standalone or a Medicare Advantage prescription drug plan, you will serve a penalty if you end up um, enrolling in the following year during annual enrollment period. So that's one thing I, I like to let people know is if they're kind of leaning towards not getting one, I say, well, you never know. Maybe maybe in the next month or maybe within the next year, you might be getting prescribed something, right? We, we, we just never know. Um, but usually what we do is we try to make sure, you know, we get the, the their list of their prescriptions. Um, we look at, you know, does this plan cover all their prescriptions? If not, 
you know, is this, they're an alternative plan that might work a little bit better for them. Um, sometimes, unfortunately, there's cases where none of the drugs are covered, right? There's one that might not be covered, but all the other ones are. So we kind of bring in, you know, good RX or like those, the manufacturer discounts. Um, but just going through, you know, the information with them, trying to help them understand because Part D has a lot, like a lot that goes to it. You know, there's different phases. There's like the coverage gap. There's the deductible phase. There's the initial initial coverage phase as well. So it's it's just about breaking it down, making it simple to understand with, you know, a lot of people with prescriptions, they want to know what is best, you know, cost cost friendly, right? So that's kind of, you know, that's what's important is, you know, how much are you willing to spend? Do you want, do you want a deductible or do you not want a deductible with this plan? Um, are you okay with paying this amount for a prescription? If not, okay, let's look into other options. Do, do you find that uh, retirees or, you know, do, do you find that they want to understand all that, that various aspects of the Part D complicated structure? Do they want to know that or they just want to know, what am I going to pay, you know, now <laughs> in January versus, you know, uh, May? Like, how, how do right. you, what do you find and, and, and how do, you know, how do you help them? You know, some do, some don't. I think a lot of people just want to know. We have like a calculator that states like the, the full estimate, including the premium. And that's usually what they're, they're most worried about as well as if they even have to pay anything for a prescription, whether, whatever phase it's in. Um, but there's some that are really curious because obviously there's people that have, you know, some expensive drugs, which they'll end up hitting till the uh, catastrophic phase. So that's when a lot of people was like, okay, how much am I going to pay for this month? You know, we have a system that breaks down, which is very nice. It gives us an estimate. They might be paying a hundred this month and then, you know, coming to May, they might only, they might not pay anything. So it, it just really depends. Some people care more about, the price and some care more about the detail but you know as benefits counselors we care about everything you know we care about making sure they know what what they're getting into um this is kind of what the cost is if if they're not necessarily interested in it you know sometimes we still go over it a little bit just so they understand because we don't want them to end up going to a pharmacy and they're like oh my gosh i'm paying this much without, you know, not letting them know. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, Mariah. We we care about everything. I love, I can hear that in your voice. And I'm not Medicare eligible yet, but I've had those moments where I show up at a pharmacy or my husband goes to pick up a medication and he's like, "Uh, Jen, did you know that this was whatever? That's like, Uh were we aware of this kind of a thing? So I love the fact that you're able to, and you have your eyes on that like holistic picture of what's mm-hmm. going on. Right. And, and, you know, that's it. That is a big concern. I mean, talk about like shaking that crystal ball and going, where am I going to be next year with, right. with respect to my medical situation? And have I been talking to a doctor? Are they thinking about changing my, my, you know, my, my treatment plan and my regimen and how will that, how will that shake out in terms of my costs? So the fact that you're able to work with a retiree and 
think that through and kind of like, okay, Mr. Smith, here's where you are now. Here's where you might be next year. Um, that's awesome. That's, yeah. that's great. I mean, you take, you're taking that, that complication, um, away, right. You're helping to allay some of their fears of, you know, they're on a fixed income, right? So am I going right. to have the, they're retired. Am I gonna have, they're yep. retired. Am I going to have the money to take care of myself and my health? So, yeah. And another thing too, that, you know, I I've done and I've seen other benefits counselors do too, is we have those weird agents that are towards the end of the year and we're in open enrollment for us. So, you know, let's say they have like a December 1st effective date. So they're going to have to enroll in a 2023 plan, but we also need to look at the 2024 plans. Is the formulary changing? Is their prescription still going to be covered? What's the price going to be? So that's another important thing that we try to look into, especially for those people that are aging in towards the end of the year. Really appreciate that. Um, hey, you know, I going back to how you enroll, you know, in Medicare, mm-hmm. this is, you know, you hear a lot of confusion around the, you know, IEP, SEP, GEP, AEP, you know, not yep. to break into song. I'm trying really hard to, <laughs> to focus, but um, can you tell us a little bit about the difference between, you know, and, you know, those, those various enrollment periods and how, um, you know, how, um, you know, how they work and when, and and what do you do? Yeah. So IEP, which I'm going to talk about first, which stands for the initial enrollment period, kind of talked about this a little bit in the beginning. This is where, you know, you're about to turn 65. You have the seventh month period to sign up for parts A and B. Now, usually with that, too, you have once you sign up, you know, you have especially with Medicare supplement plans, you have guaranteed issue because it's your first time enrolling in a plan. Now, for Medicare Advantage, that doesn't apply. Whether you're aging in or you're trying to change a plan, it's a little bit different with that as well. Um, AEP, which is the annual enrollment period, which is actually we're getting ready for right now. So that's from October 15th through December 7th of each year. Um, So that's only when, you know, if someone has a Medicare Advantage prescription drug plan and, you know, maybe it's not working out for them um, or maybe they just, you know, found a different plan that they, they like a little bit better. That's the time to do it. It'll be for a January 1st effective date. And kind of going back to, you know, when I was stating, you know, if we have an agent, right, this this also applies to other people that have maybe been in their prescription drug plan for a while, but all of a sudden the formulary is changing, you know, or they have a new prescription, maybe it doesn't cover, maybe they need a little bit more coverage that is, you know, more cost effective. That's also the time to do it, to compare the plan that they're currently in with plans that are going to be, you know, coming up in 2024. Um, So that's a very important time of the year for us, um, as well as all the other ones as well. But that is our busy, busy, busy season. So um, yeah, thank you for bringing that up, because that is an important thing, you know, um, for individuals need to know that they need to stay on top of this, uh, that the prescription drug uh, the, the plans change, formularies change. We have the Inflation Reduction Act and the structure of Part yep. D is about to change. So I think yep. it's an important topic. I mean, do you, 
Do you have a recommendation for you know those on Medicare? How how frequently should they be reviewing their coverage? Personally, I think they need to do it every year because um, they they change every year. Plan names change, formularies change, even like with Medicare Advantage providers. You know, the provider might not no longer take that plan. So it's really, I personally, you want to look into it every year, whether you're thinking of changing or not, because you you need to know that stuff because you don't want to go into the new year and realize well this prescription's not covered or my doctor doesn't take this anymore like what am I supposed to do so I think it's more of a yearly effort that definitely needs to be to be advised so yeah Yeah, no appreciate that okay so and that would be during the AEP right correct the annual election period yep Right. And then did we get to IEP and SEP? I, I may have cut you off. I think you met, we did we got the IEP. IEP. We got the IEP, <laughs> so we got Chris. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we SEP? have the SEP. Yep. Let's talk about SEP. Thank you. So that's the special enrollment period. Um, we also deal with those two. So that's usually if you have, you know, a life event change, whether maybe you're moving to a new address or, you know, like a different state. Um, maybe you're losing employment your coverage and you know you're 65 and older um there's also losing of credible coverage which is pretty much in the same boat um so those are the things that we kind of deal with the most is losing employer coverage or moving to a different address so usually what that means is let's say you have a Medicare prescription, a Medicare Advantage prescription drug plan, and you're in one area. Usually, Medicare Advantage prescription drug plans, as as well as prescription drug plans, you have to be within the plan service area. So you could move like five miles down the block, and your plan might not be in in that service area. So that's where they give you that special enrollment period for. It's about 63 days that they give you the time to, you know, sign up into a new plan. Same thing with prescription drug plan. So those SCPs are, are very important. You want you don't want to you don't want to miss out on that because you don't want to lose coverage and you don't want to be in a coverage camp. Oh, that's great. Have we have we covered all the EPs? Are I think we've EPs covered all, yes. all the EPs. We've covered all the EPs. So Mariah, I'm I'm still, you know, I think about um, I have, my father is almost 84 and uh-huh. my father-in-law is 80. My dad is pretty with it. Like he could, he knows his way around. He knows his way around things. He can be online. He can call somebody. He's got the right questions, the right tools and whatever. And I think about my father-in-law on the other side who right. I had to give him a tutorial on how to watch a YouTube video and pull the slider to fast forward to a specific spot. So I imagine you run the gamut in terms of like experience level and and comfort level with your, with the retirees you're talking to. Yeah. So it's all about also probing questions like, are you, can you get on the computer with us to kind of look through these plans? If they're like, oh, I don't have a computer, you know, that's not a problem. That's something that we can slowly go through if needed. Um, and the most important thing too throughout our consultations is just checking in, you know, do you understand this? If not, let's kind of break it down. So, you know, we, we deal with a variety. We deal with people that are very, 
good with computers and people that don't use computers at all. So it, it really just depends, you know, I try to treat our retirees, you know, in the same way, whether they're computer literate or not. Um, Cause my important thing is for them just to understand the information because, you know, you're going through a consultation for an hour and they're just like, okay, what did we just talk about? <laughs> so it's happening. Yes. Yeah. So it's just more of like, okay, do you, do you know anything about Medicare? If not, okay, let's, let's break down the basics. Part A, part B, part C, part D, right? And then they're like, okay. And there's sometimes, you know, a lot of people talk, they might want to talk about just Medicare Advantage prescription drug plans, or they want to talk about Medicare supplement, you know, so the easier route is whatever they're leaning towards more is what you want to talk about. So you can spend more time in explaining, okay, well, this plan covers this. Okay. You might need a standalone prescription drug plan. Let's see what, you know, it covers this. The most important thing is to not make it complicated. You want to make sure that they understand. And sometimes that that's very hard, whether you make it very simple, it's, you know, Medicare is complicated and it's, it's going to be complicated and insurance is insurance. So I was going to ask, uh, what what if you're you're working with an individual who has, does not have a Medicare? You know, they do not have parts A or B or for whatever whatever reason. So how do you you know what are they what are they supposed to do? So there's different scenarios. You know, there's people, for example, that you know ha- are aging in. There's people that because usually Part A, you're mostly automatically enrolled, whether you're 65 and older, just depends on, you know, the scenario, but you mostly always have to enroll in part B. So a lot of people, if they're 65 and older and they're on an employer plan and they're still actively working, once they retire, we need to make sure they get into that, that part B as soon as possible, because, you know, what if their effective date uh, not excuse me, not effective date. What if their plan's ending with their employer at the end of this month? They need a they need an August first effective date for their Part B to even enroll in a plan because you have to have both Part A and Part B to enroll in an, either a Medicare Advantage prescription drug plan or a Medicare supplement plan, and that's that's the health portion of it. Um, so usually we always direct them to social security because we, we were the ones that, you know, we do the consults. We talk about the plan. Social security is the one that handles our, all the enrollments for that, determine the eligibility, um, you know, if they have to pay a little bit more for their part B premium based on income, um, all that kind of stuff. So social security is, you know, the place that they want to be directed to. And we can usually get them transferred over there and give them the website and all that kind of stuff to get set up online. Got it. And that's for part A and for part B? Correct. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable? You know, do you feel comfortable with this? Do you feel comfortable? Are you confident that when you get to 65 and you're trying to figure out Medicare, how do you, how do you feel? See, I feel like I'd be comfortable, but then again, 
you know, things change year to year. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. I, I mean, I'm young, <laughs> so things can change in the next 10, 20, 30 years. Hopefully it still seems the same, you know, basis with what's going on right now. But, you know, if I'm still obviously continuing in this because it's something that I'm very passionate about, I think not only will I help myself, but, you know, helping others as well. So I think I'll get a pretty good understanding with it. I think that's important to note, you know, it's complicated and it's changing. It's dynamic um, and things are happening all the time. And, you know, Inflation Reduction Act is going to change, you know, uh, uh, the Part D structure. And there's other things going on as well. So it's important to have uh, experts uh, like you are staying on top of that that stuff. And, you know, we appreciate that. And we appreciate you being on uh, today's show. Yeah, absolutely. Pleasure of being here. Thanks, Mariah. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. We hope everyone out there found something valuable and we'd love for you to keep listening because we have great things coming up and awesome guests stopping by. If you have any questions or if you would like to join us on a future episode, please send us an email at rhmc at mercer.com. That's rhmc at mercer.com. Well, Jen, another one in the books. Yes, it is another one in the books. So looking forward to the future and uh, future topics and great conversations. Special thanks to the music, which is provided courtesy of Mark Magram. You can find Mark on YouTube, SoundCloud, and other similar apps and websites. Well, Chris, that leaves me to wrap up everything with the fine print. The entire contents of this podcast are the property of Mercer or used by Mercer with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws and is intended solely for the personal non-commercial use of the listener. Except with Mercer's prior written permission, no other use, including without limitation, recordation, downloading, reproduction, retransmission, or editing of this podcast is authorized. All information is provided on an as-is basis. Mercer makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation, express or implied, as to the timeliness, accuracy, or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of Mercer or the podcast guests or host, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional, medical, legal, or financial advice.